Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. Welcome to the Better Together Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Rosario Picardo. And I'm Callie Picardo, your other host. And we have a guest who we just had so much fun the first time that we've invited him back again. And that is our friend, Tony Miltenberger. He is a pastor and a leader and a podcaster. He's the Reclamation Podcast. Um, he's pastored a number of churches and is currently actually serving in the parachurch world, working at Spirit and Truth Ministries, as well as Joshua Recovery Ministry, doing spiritual leadership in both places. And a passion of our friend Tony's is disciple making. And um, so we were going to dive into that in a minute. But Tony, welcome. Thanks for joining us again. Thanks for having me back. I love this podcast and I love you guys. And it's such an honor to be here and you guys have a great community, and I just I just love what God's doing through you guys. Love it. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you. So we know that this topic is near and dear to your heart. When I think of discipleship, um, I think of Tony Millenberger, and so it's uh, so that I'm sure that's probably uh, something that you hear often. I, I would assume. Yeah, the- I um it it. A lot of people call me around this topic. It's by far the thing that I talk about the most when I'm talking and working alongside other past church leaders. And mostly because I think disciple making is so uh, ambiguous that nobody really knows where to start. So (laughs) it's always like, uh, I don't know where to start. And then they call me. So it it is something that I get to talk about a lot. And I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Yet it's part of the Great Commission. We are called to go and make disciples. We are all to be doing it, but it is, how do you start? I mean, do you just go and say, go up to someone like Jesus did and say, follow me. And all of a sudden it happens. Like, how how do you make disciples, Tony? Well, so I think that in the um, church world that most of us live in, disciple making is really hard because the language around disciple making and discipleship and a disciple is so vague and undefined. And so anytime I'm working with a pastor, church leader, somebody who knows Jesus, right? This is, this is after evangelism. First of all, let's, let's, if we think about kind of our walk with Christ in a continuum, you have coming to Christ and then you have following Christ and understanding the differences in the two are super important. Then next thing we really have to do is kind of start to define things because in the church world, a lot of us have a lot of church baggage. And so discipleship has been assigned to just about everything. And that kind of, you know, if it's good for everything, then it's kind of good for nothing idea kind of applies. Right. And, and that's really where I think disciple making language gets into trouble. So let me start by defining a couple of words in the way that I understand them and the way that I use them. And you can wrestle with whether or not you agree or disagree on your own accord. Um, you know, but this is kind of how we get started. A disciple is someone who knows Jesus, right? So we're going to automatically assume that if you're a disciple, you know who Jesus is. You believe that Jesus 
is the son of God and is, you know, on earth as both fully divine and fully human. So the basic kind of Nicene Creed understanding, you know who Jesus is. So then discipleship is teaching someone about Jesus. This is what we do on Wednesday night study classes. This is what we do in kind of even some of our more um, programmatic events like uh, Financial Peace University or um, any of the book studies that you've done in a church. These are what we call discipleship things, right? These are teaching someone about the teachings of Jesus. So then we get to disciple making. And, and I really try to define disciple making as walking alongside someone in their journey of faith. It's rooted in scripture and it must be multiplied. Disciple making is taking the next step of saying, okay, you know who Jesus is. You've learned a, a little about Jesus. Now we're going to walk alongside you as you follow Jesus so that you can teach someone else how to follow Jesus. And it's that spiritual reproduction part that really begins to change the dialogue around disciple making versus anything else. Does that make sense? That was not the question you asked at all, but I promise I'm going to get to it. I'm sure that makes sense. No, I love time. that. I think that's right. We got to know what we're talking about. We got to know, you know, is making to a disciple, is it inviting them to church? Is it, is it doing a small group study or, but I like that, that it's walking alongside people, showing them Jesus and walking them, helping them live out this faith and helping them learn how to reproduce and pass it along. Like, how do you, how do you do this in a way that is not just, I'm taking it all in, but no, I'm reproducing myself. I'm, oh my goodness. I'm now blessed to be a blessing. I now know more. I can walk better and I can help others in this. Yeah. And, and I think one of the things that happens is, is, you know, we've all heard of the spiritual gifts before disciple making is not a spiritual gift. It's a, it's the great commission. In other words, it's a, it's a requirement for everyone. So the longer that you follow Jesus, the more you should want to give Jesus away. And this is this idea of disciple making. So what I say is that if, if you've been following Jesus for a year, you're ready to start praying about making disciples, you know, and, and, and what I tell people to start praying about is looking for fat people. And, and let me just define that for just a moment before we get angry emails, um, faithful, available, teachable. And so whenever I'm looking to disciple someone, the, the first way that I'm going to start is I'm going to start praying that God would show me somebody who's faithful, available, teachable. Because oftentimes we try to pick somebody who we want, but that may not be who God has for us. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we'll know if they're ready, if they're faithful, meaning do they show up to the meetings? Do they, are they willing to put in the work? Are they available? Do they have margin in their life? Are they um, open to what they have to say? And are they teachable, right? Will they Will they listen and, um, and follow kind of the instruction and the idea that you have here? Now, part of the reason why a lot of North American Christians struggle with disciple making is because we struggle with the idea of having spiritual parents and spiritual children. Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not. And I'm like, listen, I, I've been a parent three times over and I can tell you that I was never ready. I'm still not ready for the season of life that we're in now. I've got a teenager. He's 16. He's wonderful. I'm not ready for where we are, but here we are, yeah. right? And, and me walking alongside him is making me a better Christ follower just as a dad. And the same thing is true in our spiritual parenthood as well, mm -hmm. right? And so 
I, I fully agree. You're not ready. You're never going to be ready. Just do it and God will up and do the work. Because again, we're not discipling someone in our image. We're discipling someone in the image of Jesus. So do you just go up to a random person? Well, obviously you've been praying. I know we've been talking about faithful, available, teachable, but then do you just go up and say, Hey, you want me to disciple you? I mean, how, how I mean, I that's one like approach. That initial point can be so <laughs> right. awkward. It's, it's like, so awkward. This is, is this me presuming like I like you need to learn from me? I mean, again, like you said that mm-hmm. I'm not worthy. Like, how, who am I to speak into someone else's life? Now, if they ask me, then I'm like, oh, OK, Lord, do you use this who you want me to disciple or. Yeah. So I actually have the distinct privilege of knowing the Roz and Callie love story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And um, I suggest that most disciple making relationships start that same way with a cup of coffee. Right. And so um, when you guys first met, I know it was in a coffee shop. I recommend that people just go grab coffee and see if see if the Holy Spirit is nudging you there. So like maybe not be so bold in the sense of like, hey, can I disciple you? But in the sense of like, hey, would you would you be interested in a cup of coffee? Right. And then and now this is the key for anybody who's listening who wants to take that first step. When you go to that cup of coffee, ask more questions than you give answers. Mm, yeah. Question asking is the most important tool outside of scripture in the disciple makers toolbox mm-hmm. because good questions help us see the person's heart, right? It reveals the heart and it will reveal where they are or are not in the process, mm-hmm. right? If they're ready, if they're actually ready to be parented, because not everybody is. And unfortunately, we've got a whole generation of spiritual orphans who've kind of been doing this thing like the Lone Ranger for a really long time. So we've got to kind of work through that, use a little bit of discernment, use the Holy Spirit in these moments and ask good questions. So what I'll typically do is I'll be like, hey, do you, you want to grab a cup of coffee or lunch? And they'll be like, yeah, let's do it. And so we'll, we'll go to lunch, we'll go coffee. And if it, go, if it went well, like if it was a good first date, um, I'll ask for a second date. Hey, do you want to do this again sometime? And then they'll say yes, right? Because because they felt the Holy Spirit in that moment too. And again, I've been praying and I've been preparing. And so then I, I've asked a whole bunch of questions. I got to hear their story. I understand where they're at. I'm feeling it's a good fit. So, so maybe that second time I'll say, you know, Rods, one of the things that I love to do is walk alongside people in their journey of faith. It seems like God may be leading you in that way is this something you would be interested in doing together? And the moment they say, yes, this is, this is super important. This is when I begin to cast the vision for spiritual reproduction. If they say, yes, I say, great. The only requirement I have in order to do this with you is that when we both think that you're ready, you'll go and do it with someone else. Hmm, that's good. And, I, and I believe, and they'll be like, well, why? And then I'll just take them right to Matthew 28. I'll take them right to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And it says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. I believe fullness of life happens when we make disciples, right? And so that, that whole um, idea that spiritual reproduction is a gift that God wants to give us so that our lives can be transformed and that future lives can be transformed. And so I would say that you're not even a mature disciple until you've made a disciple. Amen. Yeah. That's good. And then what do you, what do you do when you meet, when you're meeting with them? Obviously question asking, you've already laid that out, which I think I'm just going to say it again, because I can't emphasize that enough question asking, but then what else do you do with them? So 
obviously scripture is the best tool that we have to walk alongside somebody in faith. And that's how we know that we're not making disciples in our image. We're making disciples in Jesus's image. Now, I'm a big fan of some of the things that the navigators use as tools. We call them pass-onables, right? Things that I can give you that you can then pass on to someone else. And so what I always do is I find a tool that I like. Uh, For example, one of the things I use is the YouVersion reading plan, right? And so maybe I'll I'll hop on there and we'll find an area of their life that's um, a source of tension. Maybe it's marriage. Maybe it's uh, an addiction issue. Maybe it's scripture. Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's any anything, right? And then I'll go on there and I'll find a Bible reading plan, and we'll read it together on the U Version app. We'll each comment every day, and then we'll when we get together, we'll talk about it in more depth, right? And so what I'm showing them is one, the emphasis on scripture, two, the emphasis on the intentional relationship, and three, this is something that you could do with anyone. Right. And so that, that's how we know if we're making intentional disciples, if it's intentional, relational, and reproducible. And so the, the first time I ever discipled someone, it was he was a scientist, uh, worked for the government. He's a really great guy. I love him to death. He's a dear friend of mine. Um, but I didn't use any tools with him. Instead, I just kind of went off my personality. And I'm an extrovert, extrovert and love just hearing people's story and getting into the weeds on like the pain points of their life and you know just that kind of jazz and uh so at the end of the first year we met together i was like okay dude you can go do and say the same thing now and he was like i can't do that i was i was like well what do you mean you can't do that we just spent a year going over this and he was like i'm not you and that's when i realized I've got to make sure that I'm discipling in Jesus's image with, with the tools that Jesus gave us. So praying with the people that you're discipling, reading scripture, doing life, that kind of stuff, super important. um, I don't know if you ask this right away or if you engage in this relationship with pastors times being so limited, um, do you only invest in disciples that are going to kind of agree to reproduce at the beginning and, hey, name some folk you're going to be pouring into intentionally as a result? We start praying about it right away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We start praying about who God is going to send them right away. And the other thing that I do as a litmus test, because I, I really hate to waste my time. And I don't mean to sound mean about this. No, but, no, no. But I, I've got time for friends and I've got time for pastoral counseling and I've got time set aside for disciple making. And so if, if you're in my disciple making block, I need you to spiritually reproduce. <laughs> so, so I give homework. And if you don't do the homework, I'll break up with you. Um, and that's hard, right? But but basically what I say is always, and this goes back to faithful, available, teachable, mm-hmm. right? Hey, it, it doesn't feel like you're super available in this season. And I completely get that. And so why don't we take a break for meeting? And if you're ready to recommit to doing the things that make this a disciple making relationship, call me. And, and if they're doing the homework, um, if they're uh, praying about who they're going to, disciple, if that kind of stuff, because we usually set a smart goal at the end of each disciple making session, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time sensitive. 
right? We usually set a goal for the following time that we meet. And I usually meet with somebody every other week. So if I'm meeting with somebody every other week, I'll say, okay, like maybe they have a goal to read more scripture. Well, that's not very smart, specific, measurable. So I'll say, okay, let's read scripture three times between now and the next time we get together. And I want you to talk to me about what that scripture is. So if we get back together once and they're like, hey, I didn't do it. Okay, no problem. I get it. Things happen. Let's set the same goal again for another time. And we do that. And then they don't do it. Then I'm like, all right, let's maybe we should just take a break until you're ready. Because I I don't want to give that time away to someone who's not ready to receive it. Because then it can feel like pushing too. And then like, if, if they're not ready, that's okay. There is freedom in that. Um, Tony, what would you say to the person who says, gosh, I feel like my life's so full. How am I going to add disciple making in? Like, I know this is important, but in what time? So I, I would say this, um, I would evaluate the things that you might be doing that um, could be let go of. Let let me give you an example. A lot of church people love to go to that pastor's Bible study. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's wonderful. I love a good pastor's Bible study. I love leading a good pastor's Bible study. But what I will tell you is true life transformation happens life on life when when we're better together. So if, if you have to choose between a Wednesday night Bible study and entering into a disciple-making relationship, choose the disciple-making relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Create the space that way. I meet with a lot of my guys early in the morning. I'm a morning guy. So I've got a disciple-making group that meets at the gym at 545. And so we go from 545 to seven, and then I work out from seven to eight and that's kind of how my day starts on every other Wednesday. And there's three of us in the group and we all belong to the same gym and the gym owner owner happens to be there. So we use his office. I've used a Panera at at six. I've used, you know, anything that I can do to kind of fit that in. So um, I'll say it's like anything else, right? If, if it's important enough, we make space for it. And, Mm -hmm. and every time we make space for something, it means that we have to cut something else out. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. I'll say, and you, you might disagree with this because I know face-to-face is often better, but in my life, I've got some longer drive times. So I meet weekly with someone on my 30-minute drive to pick up my kids from daycare. And so it's consistent, it's regular. Face-to-face, yes, it would be better. But in this season of my life, I really want to do help we make reproducible disciples. And so like, this is what I can do and I want to do it. And so if that works for the other person, we've said that the other thing I've done is I've also named the fact that three of the women I'm discipling are my three daughters. Yeah. And so I'm counting them among them because I want to be intentional about discipling my kids too. So that's something that for me has helped because I was just thinking, Oh gosh, was this taken away? I'm like, no, actually this is making me step up. Like I really need to count them as three of the people that I am discipling because I want to invest deep in their spiritual walk. Yeah. And I think that the phone call is a great way to do it, especially because you have the longer drive time. Uh, I think it's important that you supplement that then with what we call uh, with him or with her time, right? Which is, that's the hangout time. Like, Hey, we're going to have dinner over at our house. It's not, 
like we're not going over anything specific, but this is the, the life on life part of it. I mean, so much of what we see in Jesus's ministry happened on the walks. Yes. And so how do we create space in our life for the walks? And, and so, you know, we're in this season where kids have sports. So one of the things that I'll do is if I know one of the guys that I'm discipling, he loves baseball. So I'll be like, Hey, why don't you come watch his baseball game with me? And then we're just hanging out and doing life. And, and actually, this is a model I've used from you guys because you do such a great job at integrating your family into your ministry and your ministry into your family that that's a, that's a good model for to go along with the telephone, right? Because it just all works together to form holistic disciples. Yeah. They get to see you for better or worse, how those that's right. family that's right. moments go. And yeah. then you can talk about those learning and where it, it keep, keeps me honest and vulnerable too. Amen. Uh, well, Tony, oh, go ahead, Russ. Yeah, so Tony, we just want to thank you for, man, this is just great, great material. Um, and I think it's uh, just important that people know um, everybody should be discipling someone and everybody should be discipled. And so it's definitely something that needs to multiply. And it's, um, it, I think it's um, setting, setting that expectation in our lives. So thank you so much. It's, it's my honor. And, and if anyone's out there listening who, who wants help, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I, I love to, um, share thoughts or talk about where at or anything that I can do to help. Just let me know. Tony, how can folks get a hold of you? Um, I'm most active on Instagram at TWMilt, T-W-M-I-L-T. Uh, you can also listen to uh, my podcast, the Reclamation Podcast, uh, my website, reclamationpodcast.com or wherever websites or wherever podcasts or stream. We'd love to have you hit that subscribe button. Um, and uh, hopefully we can walk together as we do our very best to make disciples. Awesome. Well, Tony, thanks for helping us today. Friends, if this has been an encouragement to you, we hope you'll share it with someone else and help us. Let's all together be out there making disciples who make disciples.